You're listening to The Money Pot, a channel brought to you by the Nottingham Building Society that provides information on the world of finances, from savings accounts to mortgages and money-saving ideas. We'll also have discussions about planning a better future and fraud awareness, plus top tips from bloggers who talk about their home buying and financial experiences, interior inspiration and much more. My name's Sam. And I'm Ross. And together we'll be chatting to industry experts who'll give you information to become a financial master. Hi Sam, welcome back to The Money Pot and a Happy New Year to you. A Happy New Year to you too, Ross. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, thank you. What about you? Yeah, good. Had a bit of a quiet New Year, obviously, as I'm sure, well, all of us did. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm doing very well, thank you. Good. Did you enjoy the last episode when we caught up with Guy and Dan just to talk all things hockey, savings habits and New Year's resolutions? It was good to catch up with them, wasn't it? Yeah, very good. Really lovely chat with those guys. Great to hear some positive news about the Panthers. Obviously, things at the moment are changing all the time, so some of the stuff we talked about there might be a bit different now but generally speaking always great to catch up with the Nottingham Panthers. I've actually been watching a few of those games that Dan mentioned online and they're very entertaining and as he said they win every game which is always a plus. Yeah it's great (laughs) every time. (laughs) And we're also the official building society of Leicester Tigers so that's definitely one for the future to catch up with someone from them to talk all things rugby because just like football they're playing their games behind closed doors so it'll be good to hear from one of them just see how players are doing because it's it's going to be totally different for them yeah i'm sure we'll be checking in with them at some point this year so look forward to that tigers fans keep your eyes out and your ears <laughs> so ross what are we getting into on today's episode well you know it's a new year and a new lockdown which in a way is good for my new year's resolutions to save 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 and now that we can't do anything and i'm gonna have a bit more time on my hands but what happens come the end of the year when i've saved enough money in my little pot and i'm not too sure what to do with it i feel like putting plans in place early could put me in a better position for the future because we all want to retire early don't we we do and for you ross at this stage in your life and you've just turned 30 i'm sure retirement's probably not on your radar seeing as you're at least a few years away i would imagine but it's important to have that eye on the future as you say and if you set up things now you should be able to enjoy a more comfortable life later on that's something you've got to keep your eye on and the good news is that that advice might not necessarily cost you as much as you might think okay yeah you can gain a lot from chatting to a financial advisor they can have years of experience and access to a variety of tools that can help you plan they'll work closely with you to understand your situation whatever that may be what you can comfortably afford and then develop a financial plan that will help you achieve that goal of retiring early so that should sound pretty good for you Russ. what do you reckon that is exactly what i want yeah (laughs) And they can also offer you advice on investment opportunities, ways to protect your assets and ways you can save for your future. Well, that sounds good. And the Nottingham partner with Ren Sterling for investments, pensions and protection. And one of their advisors, Barry Storm, great name, by the way. Fantastic name. (laughs) He's kindly offered to be part of today's pod just to answer some of our questions and to give a bit more information on who can get the advice, how to get it and where you can get it from. All right. So let's get into our chat with Barry. Barry, thank you so much for joining us on The Money Pot. Please, for our listeners, could you introduce yourself? Yes, good morning. My name is Barry Storm. I'm an independent financial advisor with Ren Sterling Financial Planning Limited. I've been an advisor since 1998. I joined this particular company back in 2005. I specialise in investments and retirement planning as well as family wealth planning as well. Okay, so Barry, we've just entered into the new year and I'm sure people will want to get their finances in order. Is there any steps that people can take to do that? Yes, certainly. Um, I think the first place to start is to understand what your actual budget is, to understand your incomes and what your outgoings are. 
identify what you consider to be essential and non-essential expenditure. I would always advise people to check the tax status. Will you be a non-taxpayer or basic rate taxpayer or additional rate taxpayer? You usually get notification of that through the post of what your tax code is. You should consider reducing any expensive debt that you might have with any excess income. You consider making use of your tax-free savings allowances. Uh, make sure you use any tax rebatable pension contributions. Make sure you're making use of or benefiting from any workplace pension contributions that your company will make on your behalf. A lot of people either choose not to join for whatever reason the, the workplace pension scheme, but that is money that their employees are willing to give them now to put into a scheme for their future use and that they would lose if they don't opt into it. Okay, and uh, Barry, would you say that the new year is a good time to start making a retirement plan? Well, retirement is all about having more time to spend that should be with your loved ones or, or do things that you've always wanted to do, but work has often gotten away of it. And planning for retirement is pretty important, I think. It's, retirement can often account for at least one quarter of our whole life. So spending a bit of time out to think about it seems time well spent. I think that these rather unprecedented times of COVID, I think it should be very much at the forefront of people's minds about why we should consider how our own long-term goals and aspirations and plans might be affected by not being able to work through illness or accident, or should a life be cut short, and how that might also affect people around us, such as partners, spouses, or dependents. And we should also perhaps consider what planning we have in place to ensure that whatever wealth we have accrued over our lifetime passes to our intended beneficiaries in the most accurate and efficient manner. We often find that people find it easier to plan for retirement once they've reduced their debt and they've established that they've actually got surplus savings and income that they are able to put aside for longer term. And I think that's about the right time to consider it. People who may be higher rate or additional rate taxpayers might consider it a little bit earlier because there are certain advantages in some of the tax planning opportunities those people have. And are there any deadlines or limits coming up that people should be aware of? So the first deadlines are going to be for those people who have to produce a self-assessment tax return. The first of those deadlines is already passed, which is for those people who would normally produce a paper tax return for self-assessment. That was the end of October, just gone. And for online returns, the tax return deadline is the 31st of January. And those are the same each year. So that's for the tax year ending the 5th of April 2020. April just gone. ISA and pension contributions to fall into this year's tax allowances and to be able to claim any rebates, they need to be made before the 5th of April 2021, the end of this tax year. But people should be really aware that whilst that is the the government rules and the HMRC rules, many providers close the window of opportunity to them well before that. And people should really start to begin planning that round about February if they haven't already done so, especially with pension contributions where people are wanting to reclaim tax rebates for this tax year. They often the providers will close the application process down a lot earlier than the end of the tax year because they have to go through a lot of work to re- reclaim the rebates. Definitely worth keeping that in mind. So what are some alternatives to savings for people to look out for? Well, we would consider this to be investments and investing is for a medium to long-term growth and, and usually from savings that people don't feel that they have a need for for maybe five years or longer though many investments have no fixed time scale and may be accessible at any time the more successful investments and the more likely people will have a positive outcome from any investment is where people have been able to leave it for five years or longer investment should be really considered where people have surplus income to their expenditure they've reduced or perhaps eliminated their debt including mortgages they've established an emergency fund and they've also covered any particular short-term capital expenditure that they might have in those five years whether it be replace the car what holidays they have to pay for and perhaps have already to be able to demonstrate or manage to save up an amount of surplus savings which they 
if they could commit to the medium to long term. At Rent Sterling, we advise what we call a multi-asset investment approach, which helps diversify any particular risk. And the person to really consider how they feel about the fact that the value investments may fluctuate and a conversation with an advisor can help explain what these risks might be and help overcome some of the most common myths or concerns that people might have about investing. And some people's New Year's resolutions may be to save a bit more or to perhaps get a new job. Is there anything that can be done with pensions if people do move jobs? Well, as I mentioned already, the first place is to investigate what the employer has available as part of the workplace pension schemes and to make sure that they fully benefit from any contributions that the employer is willing to make. And under the current auto-enrolment rules, employers are actually mandated to make certain contributions if employees fall into certain categories and often and they would have to opt out with a scheme rather than opt in. But if you do move jobs, if you have accrued pension benefits elsewhere, you could consider consolidating them. But it's probably best to seek advice before you move any pension scheme because some schemes, all the schemes may have particular favourable terms or conditions and guarantees that are built in that might be lost if you were to move them to a new scheme. And if I, for example, had lost track of my pension from a previous job, what would you say is the approach I should take there? Well, there's a number of ways to do it. First of all, you may still be receiving statements but that may have been lost if you've perhaps moved address already there is a pension tracing service on the gov.uk website if you think you know the pension provider you could contact them directly and see if they've got any trace of you there is a pension tracing service again available through the government website you will need to probably know your previous employer or perhaps even the provider's name and more information about tracing pensions can be found on the money advice service website at moneyadviceservices.org okay great and are they free services that's right they're set up by the government they're funded by a levy against advisors it's a freely accessible website you may have seen the adverts it was called mar at one time and but it's there's a lot of information there that's freely available again it's very generic but it can be a good starting place to look for information and for those saving for their retirement how much do you think people should be saving and where should they be saving that money right so as i've said certainly they should be taking all advantages of any contributions that the employer is going to make because I, I just think that's lost wages that they've given up at some point in the future. But how much they should be saving is very much going to depend on their own personal goals and aspirations. Again, we often find it's easier for people to save once they have reduced their debts or are dependents have left home, they can establish that they've actually got some surplus income. Then by sitting down with an advisor, an advisor can establish when a person wants to retire, how much they'd like to retire on, and then we can go back and say, well, to be able to do that, this is a sort of a levels of monies or savings that you may need to have. And then we can reverse engineer that back into how much perhaps you should be saving and into what sort of funds you should be saving into depending upon a person's risk profile or what sort of growth rates they might need and that helps develop a bit of a plan for people but the outcome of that might be that a person finds that the, the amount of savings that they need to make may be restrictive they may not be able to meet it all but at least they'll have a chance to review what their retirement looks like and put it into perspective and either reduce the goals or reduce other parts of the spending to meet their particular goal and you mentioned they're sitting down and speaking to an advisor about these things how often would you recommend i should review my finances or speak and have a meeting with a financial advisor yeah so we normally recommend it at least annually or if there's been any major changes in circumstances, financial circumstances or personal circumstances that a person might have. So we do offer our clients at Ren Sterling a regular service proposition, which means that they will mandatorily get the, the annual review, but also the opportunity to have the advisor's personal phone, mobile number and email address to be able to contact should anything change in the meantime. Probably where that's been seen 
most favourably at this moment in time is probably when the, the downturns in the markets back in February and March when COVID hit. We went through a process of contacting as many of our clients as we possibly could who may have been affected by that downturn to give peace of mind to know that we were still there to support them and remind them that whilst volatility isn't always welcomed, especially negative volatility, it's not to be unexpected. And because we do our work with our clients, what are considered to be in-depth risk reviews and explanations, people understand that it may have gone down and that they just perhaps just have to hang on a little bit and wait till it recovers, which is exactly what happened within about two months. Most funds had actually recovered, but it was that peace of mind that they can have someone to speak to in those circumstances to stop them perhaps making knee-jerk reactions and to remind them what investment is about. It's about the long term, it's not the short term. Brilliant. And when is the best time to get that financial advice? Is it when you start earning a certain amount or reach a certain age? I think as some indicators have perhaps suggested already is once people start to realise they've got a little bit of excess money and that they've probably started to save some money up in the bank or a building society. So they've already started to see savings grow, that they're not spending as much as they're, they're getting in. It's never too early to really start thinking about it, but other things take priority in an earlier life. Making sure that your, your protection is in order to protect your spouse, your partner and dependents, that you may be paying off any debts that you've got are covering, you've got to pay for the kids to grow up, etc, etc. All that gets in the way of having that little bit of excess spare capital. And once maybe the kids have flown the nest, then time can start to think about how you amass your funds for your eventual retirement. And that doesn't necessarily have to be through pensions, it can be through any form of savings, but how do you amass it and how much do you think you're going to need? But we will probably all have to, have to ask ourselves is what our goals are going to be is do we want to retire early? Do we think that the £175 a week state pension is going to be sufficient for us once we reached our state retirement age? And perhaps how much more we would want to be able to, to live off to give us a retirement that we'd like to become accustomed to. Barry, how much does financial advice cost? Right, well, each person's circumstances are going to be different, so it's very difficult to give an, an overall cost of it. Mm-hmm. From the position of the members of the society, the initial meeting that we conduct with them is at no cost to themselves. From that meeting, we can establish what work may need to be done and provide an estimate of cost before someone decides to go ahead with any work. It should also be reminded that back in 2013, the Retail Distribution Review abolished commission on advised sales. So all costs and fees should be clear and easy to understand. And people should have confidence that because of that, people can be truly independent like ourselves, because we, we know that fees that we charge will be not based upon the outcome or the provider that we go to or the solution that we come up with. And some might think that sometimes there's a cost to not getting advice. I met somebody back in early 2015 when the pensions flexibility rules came into force and he'd heard through the news and through the press that he could surrender his pensions and cash his pensions in. So he did just that. He paid around about £30,000 in tax to do so and also lost his personal allowance completely. So it, it put him into a very high rate tax bracket because of doing it. And he had no reason to take the money. It was just simply because he'd heard he could do it, he did it. Whereas a simple conversation with an advisor, a five-minute conversation with an advisor, basically at no cost, would probably convince him not to have taken such action. And it's those types of conversations that can be really helpful to people. It can clear some roadblocks and it can clear up a lot of myths that they've heard and clear up some of the very short sound bites that they might get from the press or from reading articles, even from the mate down the pub to clear up exactly what the consequences might be. Yeah, it definitely does seem worth getting that financial advice before you, you make any rush action like that. Does Van Sterling specialise in any area? So clients that are close to retirement or that have already retired, younger people or, or everyone? We have specialists in many areas in the business. 
I think the biggest part of our population, uh, the biggest part will be those people who are wanting to maximise their tax-free allowance contributions, to maximise their tax-rebatable contributions uh, and reduce their tax. But the biggest part of our population at this time is, is probably the over 55s, over 50s, considering the baby boom is there. A lot of those are coming to retirement or thinking about retiring. There's a lot of choices out there now. The pension freedom regulations have made those choices even more varied. And I'm talking at this moment in time about investment risk and how you protect those assets for the future, because if you don't use them yourself, then they're going to pass on to a beneficiary, a child or a spouse, is how that passes to them properly and how they maintain the value of that. And what I mean by value is the value against inflation. We've heard today that inflation is probably an all-time low, but also interest rates themselves are at an all-time low as well. And protecting the value of money against inflation is a key thing if we're going to pass it on to somebody else. We want that spending power to remain. And financial advice generally, would you say that's only something for people with higher incomes, larger salaries, or is it really applicable to everyone? It's applicable to all. I think people with higher salaries, those again who are in high rate taxpayers or additional rate taxpayers, might have some specific tax planning needs that others of basic rate or low rate taxpayer don't have. But certainly making yourself feel comfortable and making sure that those common goals that many people have, which is getting the best out of the money that we have managed to save and that it isn't particularly falling in value against inflation and that hopefully when we come to spend it in the future, we can buy as much tomorrow as you could buy today. But also people making those simple choices of combining pensions or considering transferring pensions, I think it is a key thing to sit down and have a look and see what caveats there might be around those particular transfers and indeed even if the transfer is in their their best interests they may be losing valuable benefits or guarantees um, that they should consider and the other bit for people in younger life talking about the protection of their income should they be unable to work through accident or illness or if a life be taken early those are probably more important considerations whilst they're younger than perhaps their retirement should be so probably age 50 onwards perhaps start thinking towards retirement and amassing funds for that prior to that we should really be considering income protection for the younger people brilliant thank you so i've decided that i want to get some financial advice so book a meeting with yourself uh, what would that first meeting involve so the first meeting is a bit of a getting to know your meeting. We'd call it a fact find. And the aim of that is to try and get as complete a picture as possible of your current personal financial circumstances, establish what any goals and aspirations might be, and establish any areas that we feel that we might be able to help you with and how we might be able to help you. And then explain what the next steps would be to be able to help you with making the decisions that you need to make and if there is any cost we'll give you some idea or an estimate of any cost of what that might be before you go ahead okay well thank you for all of that barry that's been extremely helpful and a lot of great insights i say thank you so much for joining us on the money pot thank you thank you very much great thank you barry Well, Ross, that was great to hear from Barry, and we'd like to thank him again for being part of today's episode. If you'd like to find out more about planning for your future, you can visit our website, where you can find out information on how qualifying members of our Member Rewards Programme can get a fee-free initial meeting for pensions, investments, and protection advice with Ren Sterling at any of our branches, which all have COVID safety measures in place. And you mentioned there about qualifying members. So to be a qualifying member, you must be 18 or over and have one of our savings accounts with a balance of at least £500, and have either held that account with us for at least 12 months or currently have a Nottingham Building Society mortgage. There's other benefits within the programme, not just the financial advice, things such as fee-free advice from Nottingham Mortgage Services, £25 cashback on an RSA home insurance policy, £120 cashback on a Dignity pre 
prepaid funeral plan and discounted price on a basic will from APS Legal and Associates. And we'll leave a link at the Nottingham.com so you can read all the terms and conditions for the rewards programme. Fantastic. Well, Ross, I think that brings us to the end of another episode of The Money Pot. So, to you and our listeners, I'll see you next time. See you on the next one and Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year. Cheers. To find out more about anything we've discussed in this episode, visit thenottingham.com slash podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is released. You can rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. And if you have any topics that you'd like us to cover, reach out to us on our Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash thenottingham, and our Twitter, which is at nottinghambs. So until next time, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you on the next one.